Militarily Speaking, Episode 26, Dog Tag Bakery. This episode, we talk with Megan Ogilvie, CEO of Dog Tag Inc. Welcome to Militarily Speaking, brought to you by Armed Forces Bank. This is Tom McLean and somebody who hasn't gotten me Girl Scout cookies in the last few days. I tried. I'm literally shaking down connections to find Megan, you. Megan, do you have any Girl Scout cookies? Patties. Are they being still being sold up at either North Carolina or D.C.? I, I hate to tell you this, but this is a competitor of ours, so I can send you some dog tag oh, cookies geez, if you'd Mom. like. Oh. <laughs> If you have anything kidding. that tastes like peanut butter it's and chocolate, it's got to be peanut butter and chocolate. Down. Okay, uh, we're nut free, so I think well, I'll work on my connections for you for the Girl Scouts oh, as well. I actually do know someone at National, so I can try to get you a direct line. He would like a case <laughs> of them. A case and thin mints could be Plan B, but good to know. I even have my ch- I even have my children out looking for. And oh, by the way, she's been on your website, and she can't wait to order so I much did. stuff. I ordered oh. things. I may have ordered you something if you're nice. You so, All right. Yes. Thank you. Yes. But Jody Vickery is here today. And you know what's really cool about having Megan on with us today? It's National Pie Day. Oh. Did that work out just perfectly or what? Yeah. Well, assuming they have pie on their meat. You guys really nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I also know something about you. We have something in common, Megan. Ready? A horse walks into a bar, right? (laughs) What's the answer to that? I don't know. Apparently, you start working for a one-armed Jesuit priest if you answer right. it. So, <laughs> no, it's why the long face, right? Oh, yeah. No, I agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you just tried to do made no sense. You don't think? I knew what he was saying. Okay. Yeah. We, see. <laughs> okay, you'll have to explain it to me later. We, I've got plenty of jokes coming up, so if you're okay with that, they're going to come up interspersed. Okay, so can't wait. I think it's time to segue into Jody Vickery. Yes. For the benefit of all involved. Yes, I'm going to be serious for a minute. Welcome to our show. (laughs) We we digress a lot. We're excited to have you listening and learning about Dog Tag Bakery with our guest, Megan Ogilvie. I do want to take a minute, just as Tom said, and introduce you, Megan. Megan is the Chief Executive Officer of Dog Tag, Inc. It's a 501c3 that empowers service-disabled veterans, military spouses, and caregivers through an innovative five-month fellowship program. She was hired as Dog Tag's first employee in 2012. Megan partnered with Dog Tag's co-founders to bring their shared vision to life to create a place that equips transitioning veterans and military families with knowledge, skills, and confidence to pursue their career goals post-service. She assumed the role of CEO in 2015 and oversees all aspects of Dog Tag Inc.'s unique multifaceted social enterprise. And this is kind of a long list, but it includes managing the fellowship program, growing Dog Tag Bakery, and guiding the development and implementation of their long-term strategic vision. As of January 2022, Dog Tag has continued to build out their growth playbook by running fellowships in two cities, Washington, D.C., and Chicago. Prior to joining Dog Tag, Megan spent several years working in finance in New York, first in equities with Lehman Brothers and Barclays, and later within executive management at the Macquarie Group. Well done. Yes, I got it. Nailed it. (laughs) Wait, there's more about her, isn't there? <laughs> yes, there's there's even oh, more. No. Right. We're good. Yes. Come on, let's keep going. <laughs> this is maybe my favorite part. You're from a military family. <laughs> yes. Your father and sister graduated from the Naval Academy and serving in the United States Marine Corps. In 2017, Megan was accepted as a presidential leadership scholar and a recipient of the U.S. Army's Outstanding Civilian Service Award. Kudos to you. That's a big deal. The following year, Megan was named as a 2018 Rising Star by the Washington Business Journal. 
That's a. I feel inadequate somehow. That's a full life right there, isn't it? Yeah. A life, a life well lived. I represent a lot of people and a lot of generosity of support and mentorship. So I'm proud to, I'm proud to have those in representing everybody else. So that's definitely not something I achieved by myself by any means. And humble on top of yeah. So yes, she had to put the icing on the cake, didn't she? (laughs) It is, it is impressive. But so welcome, welcome. Very glad to have you here and to join us today. I think just to get started, it would be wonderful if you could tell our listeners a little bit about Dog Tag, Dog Tag Bakery, your overall mission. I know there's quite a story that we've come to learn a little bit behind the scenes about how Dog Tag came to be, and maybe even shed a little light into your founders, Father Rip Curry and Constance Milstein. Yeah, I think it's really important to tell the founding story because our organization was really created based on the values of Father Richard Curry and Ambassador Constance Milstein. And both of their lives were dedicated to service and in, in, in serving people of different abilities. So Father Richard Curry was born missing his right forearm and dedicated his entire life again to service. So he actually created a school called the National Theater Workshop at the Handicap that was based out of New York City and then opened a school in Maine. And it was really this place for 35 years where people of different background, different abilities could come for learning a skill set, right? Being part of a group, finding community. Well, Father Curry was also a Jesuit bread maker. He actually has a book called The Secrets of Jesuit Bread Making, a New York Times bestseller. Awesome. He also has The Secrets of Jesuit Soup Making. Not as successful, but very good. <laughs> That's because the other one's about bread and everybody yeah. likes bread. I know. I know. Yeah. Carbs. Can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> and so as part of actually his school in, in Maine, he actually started inviting those in his program to help him start what he would say, baking these locious loves, loaves of bread and sending them out to those donors and supporters as gratitude and kind of the miracle that that was. And so he really understood this space of an individual with different abilities actually finding kind of new purpose, right? And it's not about, it's about really teaching a woman or a man how to fish. Miss Constant Ambassador Milstein now, she's now the ambassador of Malta, which is very, which is amazing. She was, she got out of school, became a lawyer. Her first job out of law school was actually working with the Coast Guard and helping keep them out of trouble is what she said. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and so what happened is, you know, Vietnam. And so one, she saw her friends, you know, that she knew so well go off and serve. And then when they came home, one, how the, obviously the, you know, not the most bright spot in our history, but the, the way our country treated our service members, but also when they came home, how broken they were, right? And, and how, how changed they were. And she was profoundly impacted by that. And so she's an individual who's a pioneer who, if she believes in something, she goes all in. And so she continued to have service. She built a, a very successful business, but also started, built a bakery in Mount Kisco, New York, that focused on women in disadvantaged situations and really being able to give them employment. And then once they got on their feet, some casework support, you know, getting promotion, opening a bank account, getting better childcare, whatever it might be. So both Father Curry and Connie were living very separate lives in a lot of ways, but really in service. And it was after 9-11 that both of them became more and more involved. So Father Richard Curry was called to Walter Reed to start serving more men and women coming home to a new physical, emotional, and cognitive reality. There's very few people that can talk to an individual who is now missing a limb and, you know, be able to speak to them from experience of, of what that is yeah. and, and call it a blessing. You know, and then Ambassador Milstein started having more military spouses come and work at the bakery. And she was so confused by it because, you know, how, how are these individuals, these women mostly, but also just military spouses not making enough while their loved ones are being deployed? And so she started wanting to understand more about that. So she actually helped found and start Blue Star Families. And it was a national survey process that, that is now used today. The Pentagon mm-hmm. uses it, but it's a survey that understands the lifestyle of a military family. 
the struggle, the stress, the you know, the what, what it looks like, the financial aspect of it, right? The childcare. So she became a pillar in that space of really advocating. And that was, you know, early 2000s in which she helped build that. I think it was around 2010 is when they launched. And then at this time, Father Curry started again becoming more involved so much as he officiated a wedding at Walter Reed and recognizing these men and women, you know, volunteers serve their country. They're, they're not going to want to volunteer to sit on the couch, you know, right. and what are the quality opportunities out there for these individuals to really take advantage of and find purpose again and serve in, in their own way, but differently. So Dog Tag Bakery is created. Father Curry was actually a Jesuit priest for the majority of his life. It wasn't until the last six years of his life that he became a priest. And that was very specifically to serve the veteran population. A Marine very directly told him with a few four-letter words that he had a calling to, to serve the military. And so that was enough for, for Brother Curry at the time at age 63 to go to his superior. He moves in, moved to Georgetown to go back to school. And at age 67 was ordained a priest in service to the military. Wow. So he ended up at Georgetown. He started the initiative at the University of, of an idea of a veteran, a veteran program. And then really the recognition of creating Dog Tag Bakery came to fruition. At that time, Mrs. Milstein, Ambassador Milstein, had decided that she wanted to get more involved and move to D.C. to do that and serving of military spouses. And so she moved to D.C. And again, it's kind of this, whether you believe in fate, Mother Earth, God, Allah, Buddha, or just people, life happened exactly as it should, as they met. She wanted her to continue to have her product produced and to serve the military families and support them. Father Curry wanted to create a bakery that could serve as a living business school to veterans and military families. And so... With his breads and her brownies, it became this beautiful match <laughs> that we were able to open up 3206 Gray Street in the heart of Georgetown, Dog Tech Bakery. And so that's really the joining of two individuals' life of service and the core values that they held so tightly that allowed us to be who we are today. And we really operate from that still. You know, our whole mission is to empower veterans that have service-connected disabilities, military spouses, and military caregivers to rediscover purpose and rebuild community. And so that's what we've done. Our bakery is beautiful. We're, we're a nut-free bakery, so we, we encourage you to try everything. It's made with butter and sugar and love. Equal parts, probably all of that. All of my favorite things. <laughs> well, maybe more so the butter and the yeah. sugar yeah. part. You know, <laughs> moment on the lips, ears on the hips, but it's totally uh, worth it. I'm stealing that. How did she do that, that like that, right? <laughs> I'm writing it down. I know. Yeah. And so 2014 is actually when we launched our first pilot. So it's a five-month fellowship program where we partnered with Georgetown University to provide a certificate in business administration. We utilized the opening of our bakery in which our fellows participated in really understanding kind of the process, the small business side of it, all the different aspects that we had to do, whether it was finding, you know, putting in Wi-Fi in the building, finding the right trash component, ordering of product, and, you know, starting to organize the hiring. Our, our first pilot class was really part of that. And so we were able to graduate our first class in November of 2014. We took some time to re restructure. We launched Cohort 2 in 2016. And then by 2017, we had started running two programs at a time. And so here we are today. We're in Cohort 17 in D.C. and Cohort 3 in Chicago. So it's been an epic journey in so many ways. And, and our fellowship continues to, to serve and, and provide impact every day. What was your connection to Chicago? So it's a great question. So one of the, we went across the country and looking at different cities when we look at our program, and there's five components of our program, there's academic, there's experiential learning, there's networking, business planning, and the last but most important is wellness. Although we're not a, although we're not a religious organization, we are definitely, you know, we're definitely motivated by the cure personalis of the Jesuits, right, which is serving the whole person. It's a holistic right. approach of, of the human side. So 
when we are going through the process of looking at, we needed four components. One, we needed the military community to be able to recruit and be in the program. Two, we needed corporate America, because that's also a, a key partner in our ability to facilitate and fundraise in, in different aspects of our program. We needed an educational partner, which was key. And then we needed Small Business America, right? We needed this place that we could actually really thrive and, and find the support of our community. And that's what we found in Georgetown in Washington, D.C. And one of the biggest proponents is that Loyola University is now our partner yeah. in Chicago. And okay. when we came to them and after speaking to so many different universities truly across the country, Loyola was the first that said, we get it, right? This is a mission and we want to be part of your mission, not a contract, right? And so that has been the game changer of truly understanding what our approach is and how we want to serve our mission. So Chicago has been wonderful so far. And we're you know, excited for kind of growing that market in both the fellowship and, and also the bakery. It's awesome. Yeah. You were you were going to think it was tied to being a Cubs fan. Yeah, because I grew up in Chicago and I was like, are you, are you a Cub fan now or are you just going to stick with <laughs> the D.C. area with the Nationals? You know, and, yeah. Is that yeah. the right team? Yeah. Yeah. I've learned a lot from having an opinion in <laughs> Chicago of like you're one fan and you're not the other. It's a, it's a tough one. So I'm just yeah. yeah, going to be Switzerland here and just say D.C. You oh. know, I'm going <laughs> to... Oh, yeah, that won't start a fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I can handle. The other one, I'm like, well, you know. Megan, let's talk a little bit about the bakery side of the business of the house. Yeah, absolutely. It looks like my co-host is an avid coffee drinker. I is am. That- I'm actually due yeah. for <laughs> afternoon coffee. Yes. But you can drink any time during the day. And it I doesn't. Can. I can drink it, it and go stop to bed. You from it does not matter. All right. That's phenomenal. Yes. But it's a skill. I'm going to put it on my LinkedIn. <laughs> so... And she's already placed an order on. By the way, say your website. <laughs> say your website again, because we always want to get the website. Yeah. In, in intermittently placed. So it's www.dogtaginc.org. Okay. And then from there, you can learn about the program. You can see the impacts of our alumni, and then you can also see obviously the bakery and and all that it offers. And you can order things. Oh yeah. yeah. Even if you don't, even if you're not in DC and Chicago, you can oh, order yeah. it and have it shipped. So do you have? Do you have a? A full bakery in both cities then? So right now it's only in Washington, D.C. that we have a full brick and mortar. So it seats about 32 people. Inside the bakery, you'll come in and it kind of has like different spots of red, white, and blue. And then we have a chandelier that's actually mirrored off of the Vietnam Memorial Museum that was originally out of Chicago that represented over 50,000 of of our service members lost in Vietnam. We have a smaller one. It's made of about 3,456 dog tags, but it's a chandelier that sits in our bakery. And so when you come in, there's different aspects of our program that you can read on the wall. There's different photos. There's a dog tag machine that we actually have right under the chandelier as well. And so we really want our community to be part of what we do, right? It's a very simple way of engaging, of talking about service in a very simple way. But again, we have breakfast, we have lunch, we have baguettes, we have delicious cake pops and brownies and cookies and cakes and pies. And it's it's like a nightmare and the it's the best and the worst. She's speaking my love language. I know Jody <laughs> Jody needs a drool cup. All right. So waiting for her to say coffee. Yeah, we have some phenomenal products. We are nut free certified as well. So we actually have a full certification process. And it's pretty amazing when, you know, an individual, whether it's an adult or a kid, can walk into the bakery and really have anything. So that was something we actually made very specifically. And we we partner with companies like Compass Coffee. Compass Coffee are two Marines that started their own coffee business in Washington, D.C. And then now we're partnering with Veteran Roaster out of Chicago, another organization that's a for-profit business that employs formerly homeless veterans. Love it. 
I see coffee purchases. That's a big in note, the you know. Yeah. <laughs> coffee cups, coffee. Because holidays are coming for you, Jody. Yeah. Coffee's <laughs> it. Coffee is a year-round holiday. Yeah. I yeah, know that's awesome, and I and I did. I've already been to your site. It's very easy to use, and I may have ordered some things. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. The bakery business is certainly hand in glove with what's going on in the fellowship program, which you've shared yeah. some about. Maybe just dive into a little bit more detail. You know, I yeah. know you mentioned you have had 17 and three cohorts at the two different locations. Yeah. How many are in a cohort? How do people engage, participate, and become part of that? Yeah, absolutely. And I uh, appreciate the question. So one, we specifically look at post 9-11 veterans to be in the program that have service-connected disabilities. We don't look at the disability rating by any means, but it's to ensure that they have the support of the VA and medical support military spouse of any background and military caregiver of any background. And so we have an online application that's pretty simple. You let us know, you know, you kind of check the boxes to make sure you qualify. And then from there, it's a simple online application of two essay questions and then just some formal documentation that kind of shows and can prove whether service or connected service. And then from there, what we we engage in a kind of three-step interview process. The first phone call is actually from an alumni of ours. So the first person you get to talk to about the program is with someone that's already gone through it. And, you know, we don't, we think it's the power of that. The next is kind of an interview with the program team member. So, you know, who you're working with every day. And the last is with leadership, myself or our directors to be able to understand who the leadership is of the organization. If you get accepted, you know, we have uh, 16 fellows per cohort. So it's very much a high touch, high impact program. It is five months long and four days a week. We have a spring break right in between there. But the reason it's five months is that we went into the market and we went into the space and really looked at what, what was out there. And we recognize there's a lot of phenomenal short-term programs. There's a lot of other programs that are kind of university-wide in the sense of going back for your education in a four-year university or two-year university. But what if you're interested in getting back into the workforce? Or what if you're interested in just kind of dipping your toes back in education? It's kind of hard to find that. And what we also recognize is that when we looked at the transition place, one, it's different for everybody, right? Veteran, spouse, and carer, it's different for everybody. And what we know is we're working with humans and humans aren't complex and they deserve the time and space to really think through certain questions like, what does it mean to have purpose today, right? The military is so successful because it's black and light. You know, we talk about Mm -hmm. this, you know, it's very, very much, it's a handbook for everything. And it's a very simple process, not simple, but very, very process oriented that you know exactly what's happening next, right? When you get out, there you are at a job fair wearing a blazer, introducing yourself as Megan, right? And and what have you lost? You've lost your identity. You've lost your community. You know, you've lost kind of that really like the the one thing, the societal norms of it, right? What do I wear to an event like that? And so this is a really cultural shift that we're, we're recognizing in our program. And, and it's not just the simplicity of writing a resume, right? It's this ability of stepping back and kind of thinking, what do I need? Like, what do I want? I've mm-hmm. served for 10 years. Do I really want to get back out into the workforce and work at a job where, you know, I, I can't coach my son's t-ball, right? Or can't coach my daughter's soccer team, or I can go on vacation, right? Do I need to think about, you know, like the commute, right? Going on 95, right? And bumper (laughs) traffic, you know, that that actually has a a deterrent for a lot of people because of different experiences they had in service, right? And what they're trained to to avoid. So -hmm. there's all these considerations that you have to take into place. So what we also know is that, you know, post-World War II, 48% of our veterans post-World War II started their own small businesses, right? That's significant. That's almost 50% of businesses out there were veteran-owned. So who are they hiring, Right family members, friends. And that's not just like, I mean, who are they? A contractor, right? They're 1099 yeah. people. I mean, this is a community. This is a network. Now, today, less than 6% of our veterans are starting small businesses, right? So think about that. When you get out, not only do you not know anybody in the workforce necessarily or have as many people in the workforce, you actually like, 
again, the opportunities of being able to have that outreach, you don't even know where to start. So for our five months, we really take into all this whole account, right? First, wellness. Health is wealth. You can have the best business idea. You can have the best job opportunity. But if you haven't taken care of yourself, mind, body, and soul, you know, it all becomes a moot point because you keep doing the same things over and over and expecting a different result. So part of our process is that through the five months, you do yoga, journaling, reflection, mindfulness. We even have a stage in our bakery because through Father Curry, we created a program called Finding Your Voice. And it's every other week for about three hours, you go through a theater course and you learn the techniques of theater, which is also really empowering from a comms perspective. But it's also this time and space to realize what is my story, right? Let's say you're a military spouse and you go to a dinner party. Oh my gosh, you're a military spouse. What's that like? Versus sitting in a job interview. Oh, it's interesting. You're a military spouse. What is that like? Right? Two different tone of tenors, right? Two different implications. What do you want to tell? And the power of knowing that narrative is what we really focus on. Learning how to tell. And also we realize sometimes we've been telling ourselves the same story. And maybe it is part of it, but it's not the whole story, right? But you just haven't had the space nor the facilitation to really think through it. So wellness is a key aspect of every week of our program. The second, like we talked about, was academic. So we partner with Georgetown University, and then we also partner with Loyola University to provide a certificate of business acumen or administration based on the university. Now, that's theory, right? So this ability of an individual who you know maybe graduated just high school, maybe took some college, maybe has had college but hasn't been back in school in a while, this is a really strong tool, right? You can go through accounting, marketing, you know, the whole point is that you go through all these different courses to dip your toe back in education, but also get the theory of business without, you know, having to use your GI Bill. And so the power of also, I mean, for me, the power of passing some of these courses, like a communications class, right? Or an accounting class, right? This is also the confidence that you build and recognizing, I'm, you know, you have to earn and you have to pass every course. And then you graduate with a certificate, right? And that confidence of knowing that you did that, you know, now you're a Hoya, Right. Or now, you know, obviously graduating from Loyola, what that can also do to your resume, what that can also do to your potential for, for future employment. So that's the academic side. Now, what we also know as adults, we're experiential, right? I'm like, throw me to the wolves. I'll come back leader of the pack. Give me a book <laughs> and I'll probably fall asleep. Like, I'm just, <laughs> you know, like, I'm just like, I just need, I'm tangible. I need to get in there. Yeah. And so how we thought about this, right, especially the, the, the demographic we're serving, it's very much that, right? So what we've done is that we use a bakery as this living business school. So our fellows are broken out into groups called rotations. And over the course of of the fellowship, they actually go and build a a business case for us of a product. So they work with our head chef and they say, listen, we want to make a chocolate chip cookie that has raisins in it and sparkles, whatever. And our our chef will say, okay, let's let's look at the cost of that, right? We don't have raisins, so we're gonna have to buy that in bulk. We don't have enough sparkles or sprinkles, so we're going to have to buy more, right? So how does this affect the design? What does it taste like? So they literally start working with the chef to kind of understand not just the, the what it looks like, but the taste of it, the cost of it, the labor behind it, right? Then they work with our catering team. Okay, you've built, you know, you've built this like chocolate cookie cake. Now, the size of it, the weight of it, how are we going to package this? To, you know, what does it look like? What's the stickering look like? You know, what does it look like from a size and shipping? So if it's, it does it, what kind of like size box does it need, right? So now you're thinking about it from like this other side of like, okay, this is now a product. I have to figure out how to make one look really strong, but also how am I going to package this? It's, you know, and then the cost of it. Then work with our marketing team. How do you market this, right? Yeah. What are the photos you have to take? Is there a video you take? Is it social? Is it, you know, Instagram? Is it, and then they work, you know, the last round was with our finance team, right? So, okay. Now, you know, the cost of making the product, the labor behind it, the shipping, the handling, the, pr- the packaging, and the marketing, and how much does it cost? 
right? 1750. Well, now we need a profit on top of it, right? So now, and then at the end, they pitch it to dog tech. So each group pitches their product to us as an organization. So what it's looked like is we just happened to have a group of military spouses that were on the same group and Mother's Day was coming up. So they built a business, their business case was a Mother's Day offering. And what it ended up doing, and we actually implemented it, was they built two boxes, right? They had a big box and a small box and they called the mini and me. And they said, listen, as a, as a mom, anytime I get something, my kids immediately take half of it, right? Hmm. So the top, the mini box had mini cookies, mini brownies, mini cupcakes. So as soon as you got that box in the mail, you just gave it to your kids and they left you alone, right? <laughs> and then the second box came. Yeah. You hide in your closet. <laughs> right. The second box that was part of it what, had lavender cookies, had beautiful tea, had like, you know, a beautiful candle in there. So very much like the elegance of, of like, you know, being able to support and celebrate Mother's Day. So they went through the whole process of building that box, pitching it, the cost of it, what we could do with it. And we ended up implementing it at the bakery as an online offering. So, Very cool. you know, yeah. a product, this all becomes a widget to understand the theory. So, yes, there's marketing class. But what does it actually look like in today's world of a business, right? Yes, there's accounting. But what does it actually look like when you're building a product and what you have to take into consideration? So that's the experiential the networking is that we actually bring in all of our different partners. So we have anything from Deloitte that will come in and do business chemistry with our fellows to, uh, you know, a uh, small two women business owners across the street that started a farm to talk a business out of a farmer's market. And the whole goal of our network building and, and what we call learning labs is for our fellows to kind of build that network that they don't have available to them. So instead of telling them to go out and find it, we bring it internally, right? So we'll, again, we have a series of different learning labs, anything from personal professional development. We have co-chairs that come in. We have strength finders to kind of understand, I perceive my yeah. leadership style this way in the military, but now as I get out, I'm realizing I'm not really that, right? Or I want to think through this. So the learning labs really become, we just had a huge day called Mock Interview Day where we had about 44 different partners of ours from, again, Deloitte to Fiserv to Amazon to Google, all come in and do Mock Interview Day. So our fellows practice pitching, right? They practice the process of actually interviewing with kind of the ability to have some space to kind of know to mess up a little bit, right? This is sometimes for a lot of them, it's their first time interviewing. And so how do we actually prepare them, not just by writing a resume, but, but also the performance of it. And so our whole goal is to really bring our community in for our fellows to take advantage of. So post-graduation, they can reach out to that individual and say, hey, listen, I really appreciated your help and sharing your story about you know starting your business. Could we have coffee? Or could we jump on a Zoom and just connect? Right. And so that enables a low hanging fruit. They already met them. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. know who they are. Yep. They've already the had door. interaction. And now that's half of it is just the barrier. Right. It's like like going out to a networking event. I get anxious about it. <laughs> have the have the mock interviews turned into jobs? Yeah. For, yeah. for graduates? I mean, it's, yeah. And, and I think this is the power of like kind of when you think about networking. Right. The power yeah. of networking is so one of our alumni, her name is Megan Murray. She came into our program as a military spouse. She was a dance instructor because that was one of the really only jobs that she could con continue to have as they moved consistently. But she came into our program as her husband was retiring. He went to an engineering company. And about two months later, he realized he didn't want to be an engineer, right? Which is totally fair. But she was in our program recognizing she had to be the breadwinner. So through our program, she interviewed actually with PwC. They said, listen, we would love to hire. We don't have a role, but one of our contractors does. You should connect with them. By the time she graduated, that day she got an offer, right? And cool. was able to go there, get promoted, and do do super well. She's now, right now, actually at J.P. Morgan Chase, right, working in their veterans group. And yeah, and this is what we don't we provide a quality opportunity. We don't, you know, and again, that's what we really want to focus on. 
Sorry, the last part, I've talked too much. I know I get too excited about this, is business planning. So our fellows actually do write a business plan. They come in and they don't have they don't have to make sure they have to do it, but it's really an exercise of, and some people do, they do actually successfully graduate with their capstone and actually put it into place. But it is this process of building a business plan and then being able to pitch it by the end of the cohort. So again, the five elements of our program are really about over 550 hours of work. And again, that includes class time as well. I love it. And no, you didn't talk too much. <laughs> I think you're passionate about it and it shows. Oh, yeah. And Why wouldn't they want to contact them, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. No, I love, I love all of that. So another kind of follow-up question to that. So if people hear this and they want to yeah. be involved as an individual um, yeah. or even as a business, how do they go about that? Is that, is the vehicle your website? If they're nowhere near Washington or Chicago, how do they, how do they play a part? Yeah. So on our website, there's a tab that says like get involved. And so we do have a sign up sheet there that people can sign up through. That's anything from, you know, being part of the fellowship and offering your services, right? If you run marketing for an organization or a corporation and you want to provide that to, you know, provide up your services, we would love the opportunity to do that. So, but there's also opportunities to volunteer at the bakery. We're always looking for support. Come in and scoop some scoop some cookies or package some brownies. <laughs> Do you need a taste tester? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a bit of a wait list for that, but I oh, you know I can okay, you I know can. you know people now, so I can maybe skip the yeah. line for you. Excellent, excellent. I had to ask. I know. <laughs> Sometimes use your inside voice, Jody. But as your as your program as your program's grown, yeah, Megan, you built up an impressive list of alumni. So do you have a favorite story you want to tell about one of those? You, you t- you've sort of brought the human element to the equation today by, by yeah. talking about the stories, but what stands out for you? You know, there's so many and sure, I can, I'd love to, I mean, again, I, I have to be careful by not calling them my favorite because that's like picking a favorite. <laughs> yeah. I don't have one. I'm just really I'm proud. Kid. You know, and I think like um, one, one person I'll mention is Teresa and Teresa graduated from our program. She had been in the Air Force for 22 years, right? And especially in the last, I think, five years, she had very specifically been kind of like a chief of staff for some some pretty large, you know, big name generals and had just been in service, right? So aggressive. She came into our program and had a lot of different ideas of creating her own business, of kind of an organizing business and what it could look like. What happened is actually graduated from our program and she realized that she needed to take care of herself, right? She just hadn't had time to spend with her family. She hadn't had time to kind of see her kids grow up and be more present. And so she took about a year off. And during that process, obviously, she had VA support from her benefits, but she took a year off and just kind of allowed herself to have that space. We invited her back to the bakery. We were really fortunate. We had Vice President Kamala Harris come to the bakery one day, and it was wonderful. And we invited a bunch of our alumni to come and meet her. Teresa was one of them with another of our team, uh, another alumni by the name of Bonnie. And while they're there, you know, this kind of like hoopla excitement of meeting the vice president, you know, Bonnie's like, what are you up to, Teresa? And she's like, you know... I've just been really taking care of myself, but I'm starting to look, you know, get, look back to the workforce. And she's like, you know what? Come work for us. And it's called Echoing Five. It's actually a government contracting company that does a variety of projects. And Teresa joined and has been down there for, I think, three years. Is wildly successful there. They've also now actually hired two more alumni of Dog Tags. Oh, wow. So I think it's a team of six or seven to include the CEO. And I think five of them are Dog Tag alumni. I think the power of that story is, is that, you know, success is not defined one way, right? Teresa recognized that she needed through our program to take time for herself, to take time right. for her family. And that is wildly successful. And by her doing that, she was ending the space to understand the opportunities that are in front of her. And again, Bonnie reaching out and saying, listen, come here, come work for us. 
that wasn't a dog tag thing. That was a dog tag, you know, network thing. That was our community supporting each other. And now that there's, again, two, you know, they have five team members, five alumni now dog tag working at this one company. That's all done by by the community that we build, right? We have a very strong alumni group. We have monthly Zooms. We have a weekly newsletter. You know, we have an advisorship so that they can actually engage with professional development, you know, at no cost to themselves about, you know, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour as much as they want with a team member. They also have a mentorship program. And so I think what the most what makes me most proud is to to see the alumni become the force, right? right. And to be that network and that community and that advocating for one another. I just don't think, you know, that means in some ways we've done our job, right? And we've created we've created something that's that's bigger than us. And I think that's where you create sustainability. And I think that's where you create sustainable change. Going Five is almost like a dog tag annex company. (laughs) It is. It is for sure. Oh, their employees are there. Yeah. Oh, is it time for jokes? Oh, gosh. Wait, I had it. There's just a couple bakery jokes. They're just one liners. Oh, it's so hard to avoid. You got to add them in. You said the the icing on top. So you've already started earlier. I kind of, yeah, I kind of said that, but I'll do another icing one. What did the cupcake say to the icing? You don't have to answer it because if you answer it, then I've then you cheated. All right, I'd be muffin without you, right? <laughs> That's pretty good. What do you call it when someone illegally bakes bread? What baking bad? And then one more. <laughs> you know, that, was that was actually terrible. It's so good. Do I do one more? No, of course. Wait, what hap- What happens to a baker if they steal another's cream pie recipe? Cream pie recipe. They get taken into custody. All right, so let's go. Are we going to play the military minute we right are. now? We are. We have to like end on a positive note after that. <laughs> oh, oh the by the way, thing is Megan, he probably but, spent like the whole morning instead of doing his like job job looking for jokes. Well, so you know, all of our listeners are going to think I don't work. Yeah, well, <laughs> they'd be so, in good company. <laughs> I got to get John Broda's name in here one more time. Yeah. John Broda, John Broda, John Broda from Armed Forces Financial Network. Absolutely. John Broda. But he sent me a note the other day and said, Megan Ogilvie is an awesome American. Oh, and, wow. And, you, and you, just, you just told your story, and I think our listeners will agree with John Broda. Oh. Uh, I feel so generous. I feel, you know, again, I think I, you know, I didn't think finding dog tag, being part of dog tag would help me find my purpose in my community. And so, again, I feel exceptionally honored each day and a yeah. uh, great responsibility for it. But I, I, I can't help but say individuals like John Broder really are, are what have made dog tag what we are. The partnerships, the engagements, the willingness to give people's time, energy, and effort to our mission. Uh, it's humbling every day. So yeah. I appreciate it so much. We have we have all lived through the financial crisis of 2008, 2009. You, mm-hmm. you were there, Megan. We were there. We, we yeah. survived. You survived. You found your calling, and I'm glad, you, uh, I'm glad you're doing what you're doing for us and for our country. So let's play, let's play a quick game, okay? Yes. So hang on with us for just another minute. We're going to play a game called the Military Minute. And we, we like this game. We're fond of it. So last episode, our question was about Sandbox. So that was uh, Sam Meek, CEO of Sandbox, was our guest last time. Yeah. And the question was, how many letters to recruits in training and deployed service members has Sandbox sent? And so if you answered on our social media post, what number, Tom? 8.5 million. Good job reading. Yes, 8.5, mil- 8.5 million letters. That's a lot of postage. That's how many letters Sandbox has sent. And so if you answered that correctly on either of our social media posts announcing the podcast, watch again on our social media thread to see if you are announced as the winner and you will receive $50 for yourself 
and fifty dollars for a charity of your and maybe that charity might be maybe dog tag bakery maybe maybe and so this week's military minute oh wow we went pop culture this time i know i'm not sure about this question but and don't don't answer it it. don't answer it megan okay (laughs) because you might if you know it then i'm worried about you but yeah yeah give it your best shot accepted all right tom's a bit of a pop culture guy so pop culture relevant to the bakery industry so good job being relevant i know what was the name of the first bakery opened in the united states and and I think you've written down some extra tidbit type information. Yeah, we don't here. have to go into that too. But <laughs> if, if by the way, do you know the answer, Megan, or not? I do not. I do not okay. know okay. the answer. Well, good. Don't spoil it. <laughs> so I'm just you know random factoids from Tom here. Some say Egyptians pioneered banking <laughs> and the art of banking. Was that supposed to be baking? Oh, it's supposed to be baking. Oh my gosh! I'm so I'm so in, I'm, I'm so into banking, and now That's I'm into baking. That's why I had to read it because I'm like, this whole thing has it, been about a bakery. It is the art of baking. That is about yeah. banks. That makes no sense. But that was back in 168 BC. You, you remember those days? I know. I was we, five. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. So military <laughs> minute topic for this week: What was the name of the first bakery opened in the United States? Watch for this podcast to drop. Answer correctly, and then the same prize may be coming your way: fifty dollars for you and fifty dollars to a charity of your choice. Love it. Bring us home, Tom. Megan, thank you. If if you enjoyed today's episode, go out to afbank.com, subscribe to the show, and make sure to rate us or leave us a comment on your favorite okay. podcast platform such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. So you're you're going to be a global phenom. Yes. You already are, but Oh Tom's, no. Tom Six fans will follow you too. Thank you so much. This is so generous of you all. I really mean I mean that and thank you guys so much for providing this platform. I mean this is also so generous and so considerate. So thank you so much for the time. Well, our paths will cross again with AMBA or whatever other military like-minded organization. We will be back in touch. Take care. Thank you. Copyright 2022 Armed Forces Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All non-Armed Forces Bank-owned apps, websites, company names, and product names are trademarks or registered trademarks of their respective owners. Their mention does not imply any affiliation with or endorsement by Armed Forces Bank of them or their products and services. They are merely used as examples of the many available apps, companies, and websites that offer similar services. Before using any app or website, you should carefully review the terms of use, data collection, and privacy policy. Apps may have an initial cost or in-application purchase features. This information is general in nature and is not intended to be legal, tax, or financial advice. Although Armed Forces Bank believes this information to be accurate, it cannot ensure that it could change. Statements or opinions of individuals referenced herein are their own, not Armed Forces Bank. Consult an appropriate professional concerning your specific situation and respective governing bodies for applicable laws, such as IRS.gov for current tax law, Armed Forces Bank, the Armed Forces Bank logo, and the Militarily Speaking logo are registered trademarks of Armed Forces Bank.